Okay. I every time I need to like remember how I start this show. I know what you start it with. Do you want to start it? With these nuts. <laughs> God dude. That's the end of our show. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. No. Are you a fan of the band Ice Nine Kills? What about the horror movies that inspire them? Well, if you are, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. Woo woo! Uh, woo <laughs> <laughs> woo! In from over there is Austin Baker. Woo woo! <laughs> and woo woo! And right here is Matt McNamara, and we are your hosts for this show. Woo woo! Indeed, we are. <laughs> uh, I am your resident Ice Nine Kills fanboy. Austin is our horror aficionado with the brains. With the brains? With the brains. Yeah, the horror brains. <laughs> the battered, beaten up ones like you see in the movies. Uh, if you were a zombie, do you think you could eat brains or no? Uh, I mean, I'd be a vegan zombie. I'd be that guy. <laughs> I'm already dead. Well, like, I must have pissed everybody like else tofu? off. Like yeah. tofu? Yeah. brains? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just go to survive, like, survive people's houses, and, like, the only thing they have left is tofu, and they're like, man, you're not going to kill us, we're going to eat all this shit. Yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> right, good, good. I, I pictured you as that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might as well. You know, I might as well lose some weight as a zombie. It's gonna be hard to find food, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the best time to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not much else to do. Yeah, pick up some hobbies, some old hobbies I had. Right. But uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> this is the uh, show where we take a look at the Ice Nine Kills albums. Uh, the Silver Scream, one and two. And uh, on the last episode, we covered the song Fly, which was about the movie The Fly. What? Yeah. Isn't that weird how that, how that works? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have known? Yeah. And so we're going to be taking a look at the next song and movie here. But before we get to that, I need to ask Austin his horror question. Yeah. Yes. Because that that's the thing. It's our it's our way to kinda like kinda show you about who we are and what our tastes are. And how how yeah. our uh how our opinion affects uh our, our the subject of the matter later in the show. Exactly. Mamma mia. So uh my question for you today is what character from a horror movie do you think deserves more recognition recognition? Ooh, so is this bad or good? Uh, either or, you know, rather, I can't talk, you know, either like a, uh, like a villain from the movie or like the final character or whoever you think needs to be higher up on that list of like pop culture. Ooh. Oh, as a pop culture. Oh man. Why am I drawing a blank right now? Because I would definitely love to think of like a cheaper low budget horror movie. Of, like, somebody's acting that was just so bad. Like, it was hilarious. But uh, I currently can't think of anything at the time. You know what's one person I think is underappreciated? is um, it's, uh, Tony Todd's acting in Night of the Living Dead remake. Um, okay. he He's the guy that plays Candyman. Um, so I was going to say, he's been in quite a few things, right? Yeah, like his performance in that movie, in the remake of Night of the Living Dead, is so damn good. 
because his character is just like somebody that should be a good person, but like his actions don't show that in the movie. Like he kind of ends up messing up a lot. So he's not entirely the greatest character, but uh, he just does a great job doing that. But as an underrated character, uh, aside from that, there's been other movies where there's been a survivor that is like, I'm like, hell yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. And I just can't think of anything right now, but I know that exists though. Okay. Fair enough. Are there any like uh like slashers that you think need to be like more recognizable, you know? Like they deserve to be up there with like Freddy and Jason. Mm. Uh mm. Probably Chikachiku. I would have to say I think I w- I would almost say um that this one is one, but I think he's kind of already well known enough by now. Um, but that would basically—I'm trying to think of the character's name. See, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, I was right. Crowley uh, is the name of the character from the Hatchet series. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I rewatched that. I watched that uh, for the long Victor Crawley uh, because he's had like three movies and something else. He's not like the first name you can think of when it comes to slasher villains, but like he is well reckoned. I think he's starting to have more of a recognition recently. Um, you know, what's funny. Um, I, I just read this thing not that long ago where Spencer from Einstein kills was asked a similar question. And one of his answers was Victor Crowley. Dude, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Kane Hodder, uh, I mentioned before, is, played Jason Voorhees. Um, okay. And if you watch behind the scenes stuff with him playing as this Victor Crowley, it's like the dude like has, it, it, he's like the guy when it comes to, when you, when you imagine a, just a monstrous just character that like is a slasher villain, it is just going to wreck your shit if you step across his path. Like, Kane Hodder just nailed it with him. And it's one of those movie series that, like, if I was to recommend you to watch it, you could watch the first one, but if you don't have the patience to sit through all of them, you could probably skip to the second one. They sum up the first one, and that's when the gore really amplifies. Um, Okay. You know, I, I don't think I've ever, like, sat down and watched any of the Hatchet movies, but I'm pretty sure I caught one on, like, the Sci Fi channel. When I was like twelve or something, <laughs> and and did, I don't know. Did you see something crazy? <laughs> did you see anything crazy at that time? Not that I remember. I just I feel like I remember coming across Hatchet and watching like some of it, if not most of it. Yeah, yeah. I would say like like I said, the second one is really when they amp. I mean, the first one's still pretty gory, but then like it's a movie that like as they made more movies, they really amped it up by it. I mean, it gets pretty like. I'm not saying it's the best story in the world, but if 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 you're watching a uh, a slasher movie for like how insane the kills are, yeah, that it's that's the movie series to watch. Maybe I'll check that out sometime. Maybe we'll check it out together. Who knows? Oh yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but hell yeah, I, I think that's a great answer. To bu- cool, a great double answer. Yeah, I know, right? I know, I I I can <laughs> tend to get off tangent sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> I also had like some things I could think of, but I'm like, I, I might have to look that up just to make sure if I'm right. <laughs> right. 
Well, nice. Uh, did you happen to have a music question for moi? I do for your moi. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice music question. Matt, your music question. Uh, I would like to uh, ask. Um, I know you've like worked on music. Um, but like, what exactly is it that you do? Uh, what do you mean? Or like, have you done? Like, have you? Um, like, I know you've done like music, and am am a musician. I believe you have been in a band or are currently in a band. So, so you're just kind of giving me a chance to like brag about my own music. No, I'm honestly curious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, I'll take it. Because, because as as far as I know, you have been in a band, but I didn't know if you were still making music or anything at that point. Basically, is what I'm asking. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, if you have anything, so. Uh, yeah, I do make music. Um, I haven't put anything out in a while, but so in high school, I was in a band called Formerly Lucky for basically all of high school, and we played shows around the area. You know, like Owasso, Flint, Lansing. Yeah, and that um, I didn't. That I didn't know. I was aware yeah. of that. Didn't really ever put anything out like online, and then after high school, I started a new band. With most of the same members, if not all of them. <laughs> but so we were called Pleasant Accidents and we played a bunch of shows and stuff. And uh, um, basically when like the pandemic happened, I got like my stimulus check and I used it all to buy a bunch of music stuff and like recording equipment. And then I put out an EP under Pleasant Accidents, which is on like Spotify and stuff. Okay. And uh, my my buddy Miles helped me record those. I think I've heard a thing or two. Was there one that was called uh, Why Don't You Eat Shit, Janet? That's fine by me. Had to get away Yes, that was the first song I ever put out. Why so don't that's, we eat shit, Janet? Yeah, that's. I think that might be the only thing I've heard. That's why I've kind of wasn't a, entirely sure, right? But yeah, so I put out that EP, and then I put out a Christmas song, actually. Okay, <laughs> and then and then uh, I put out another EP in like 2020 of just like two songs under Pleasant Accidents. So I think that's all that's on Spotify is like seven songs. Okay, but yeah, go go. Go check them out. They're fun. I love them. Okay, yeah. Uh, like, I, I haven't had the chance to listen to all of it. That's why I was kind of like, is it something you're still doing? Or if it was something that was kind of like, uh, so, kind of taking a break from or so? So, I mean, I've still been kind of working on Pleasant Accident stuff, but I kind of put that away to start a new project with Miles, who I previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually with Steven, too, my co-host from Pilot Seasons and Supernormal. Oh. Uh, so we're starting a project right now called Mighty the Armadillo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is uh it's a long forgotten character from the Sonic arcade game. Oh, is <laughs> I have no idea, but I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, we're making like a uh, pop punk stuff with a lot of like video game soundtrack influence to it. 
really? Oh shit. Yeah. So that that's what I've mainly been working on for the past like year or so, and hopefully we'll have some stuff out soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, because that was like something I didn't know if you were still doing or if kind of like podcasting has been your main focus. Um, I, I definitely kind of put podcasting in front of it for the most part, but I mean, I still work on it. Yeah, no, it happens because, you know, I, I like a lot of diverse set of hobbies and it's just like I only have time for so much at a time. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, when I started podcasting, I was just like, damn, I love this. And like, it's less stressful than making. Yeah. When when you, when you, when you have a project that you do want to work on, but then you have to remember that it is work. That's when it's like, Ooh, how much do I really like this? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so hopefully we'll start putting some stuff out soon. We've got like stuff semi recorded right now. Oh, really? Oh, got to put the finishing touches on. Nice. So yeah, so Mighty the Armadillo coming to you soon, hopefully. <laughs> you heard it first here. <laughs> this is exclusive. You got that exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, we made sure to tell you by the 10th episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, we know well, you're yeah. here for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than that, like, I've, I've, you know, played with some other bands and, like, played shows and shit, but that, that's about it. Right, we're right. Cool. But yeah. Well, speaking of music, though, I guess let's get into this here. Um, So we are going to be checking out, let me see the number here, the 12th track on the album. Uh, and you guessed with no prior knowledge that we would be covering Final Destination. Yes. Um, So I'm going to tell you the track of the album, or the, the, the name of the track. Oh, yeah, the title Jesus track. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said the title track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna tell you the the name of the track okay and you're gonna get another chance to guess and then we're gonna listen to it and then you're gonna get another chance to guess and see if you get any of them right i could do that yeah <laughs> yeah so uh the name of the track that we're gonna be listening to is worst vacation oh worst vacation Oh, okay. So yeah. it's definitely not Final Destination because that it, it is not Final Destination. Yeah, because I'm like, nah, that's a school trip. Where's vacation? <laughs> right. Well, there's only two I can think of at the moment, and I don't remember. Well, my first thought was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but then I was like, no, I don't think I don't think they go on vacation. But one movie that I was thinking of that is similar to that is actually Hills Have Eyes. Because I believe that family okay. goes on a vacation and their RV gets broke down and events unfold. So then I realize okay. there probably is something else that could be obvious, but I'm like, that's a, that's a good one that I want to stick with right now. I I could give you a huge hint about the title that I think might give it away. Yeah, because I'm like, there's a lot of movies where they're like, yeah, we're on vacation and then something goes bad. Because I, do do you want that little hint? Um, possibly because I might have thought of a second one that's also a good answer. Okay, well here's my hint for you. Okay, worst is spelled with a U instead of an O. Oh yes, so it is the second one I'm thinking of. Okay, that's uh, I don't know. Oh, oh right, right, right. Because the second one I'm thinking of is hostile because the okay. guys go in vacation in Europe and possibly I believe Germany. I believe Germany. And then there's also Beer Fest. <laughs> it, it is the movie Beer Fest by yeah! Black and Lizard Comedy Troupe. 
That is such a good fucking movie. Dude, it is so is. It was on Comedy Central so much, but it's like anybody you know that like there's super troopers, yeah, but then when you mention Beer Fest, people go, Yeah, I I think everybody I know that's seen it go, I really love that movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. But uh we're gonna check out Worst Vacation and see if it is about Beer Fest or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna check that song out and see if Austin's right. And we'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. We just got done listening to Worst Vacation. Hell yeah, we did. Awesome. Do you think you were right on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel really <laughs> confident with it being beer fat. I mean, uh, hostile. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, in fact, hostile. Um, I'm very curious to get your thoughts on the song. Because um, I have some strong thoughts on this. <laughs> yeah. So I would like to say so far, this is the scariest fucking song I think we've heard so far. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, it just was very slow and brutal, and it was. Uh, I mean, by the time I do like that, this is so far reminds me of Hip to Be Scared because it's almost like they reenacted a whole scene from the movie. Um, okay, and it's like a torture scene, and when he's like, "What the, you know, what the fuck, you know, I'll give you, I have money and all this," it's like, "Holy shit!" Uh, and um. And, uh, yeah, it's a very slow, I'm probably going to say that also, I'm probably not the only person that's going to say this. It does give me a Rammstein, uh, energy too. And I think it's just because there just happens to be German words said in the, in the song. I mean, I can definitely see that. And it's sort of got just like a Rammstein feel to it too. Yeah. Cause there's a little bit of that electronic like sound added into it but it's not overdoing it in the song it's still at the core a metal song yeah and yeah. and rammstein does that with some of their songs they, they they've definitely messed with like uh very electronical like type beats um at their time very experimental which is like crazy for like us to not really get to at the time they were out right but yeah so but, so did you enjoy the song or um it was it was kind of catchy. Uh, it had it definitely felt the energy of it reminded me of the time like of what music like the kind of music that was out the time that movie came out. Okay. Um, I think I did, but I don't know. I might have to give it another listen to. I gotta say this. Um, I don't dislike really any Ice Nine Kill songs, but this is bottom of the barrel for me. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it's my least favorite off the album, but it's a close second, if not first. It seems like the uh with the U and a R <laughs> with the worst. It seems like what? <laughs> like the worst. Oh, oh, but with the U. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I uh I think honestly the verse seems catchier than the chorus. The chorus doesn't stand out a lot to me. Okay, you know, uh, I'm I'm the opposite. I actually really like the chorus of this song. That's like one of the main oh. things I do enjoy. Oh, okay. But it just it doesn't you know, I've noticed this album a lot of these choruses are earworms. Oh yeah. And um this this one reminded me a little bit the way the pauses are reminds me a little bit of the parts in Take Your Pick. 
Uh, yeah. When it's like, then you die. Just like the timing of it, not as much of the uh, of the notes, but yeah, no, I, I can totally see that. But yeah, I've been listening to that one a lot. I've been I've been really liking that song. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so there. There is two parts I want to point out. Just these aren't like in my top three favorites, but I feel like they need some some recognition here. Uh, okay. There's the part that happens a couple times where they count to four in German. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I <laughs> I was listening to this with my wife one time, and she was just like, "Why the fuck did they count to four in German?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a good you're question. Like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, yeah, it's a part of it, but why are they doing it? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then uh, there's this part towards the like second half where I'm not sure if I like it or dislike it. It's so corny, but uh, where it's the girl's voice and she's like, and that make you my bitch. <laughs> and that make you my bitch. <laughs> yeah yeah that's the kind of part where it reminds me a little bit of Rammstein because they've had some over the top songs before okay um and that's the kind of the similar energy that it reminded me of a little bit some songs not all of them they've had some really deep meaning songs but then they've had other ones that are like okay this is just over the top <laughs> right but uh yeah I guess we'll get into my top three favorite moments real quick Oh, so, yeah. um, oh, yeah. as I mentioned, I love the chorus, especially the first half. They're like, mm-hmm. kill them all, paint the walls. Da, da, da. Them that thing. I, I find that part so catchy. And then, uh, I love this other part where it happens like, it happens a few times where I don't know if it's a synth or a guitar, but it's just like, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> like, yeah, that part. Yeah, that was the <laughs> yeah. kind of part I was referring to. Um, yeah, it's like a crazy, I can't tell if it's just an insane, like, wah, like, or a certain pedal yeah. effect, or if it's a synth that is like, made a sound that's very similar to a guitar well whatever's making that sound i love it (laughs) yeah it reminds me of um there's uh there's a band that i really like it's a 90s grunge band called failure and they have uh i think a certain song in their fantastic planet album where it has like a guitar squeal that's like like that i think kind of through a series of songs that kind of like plays in and out. And, um, that's, it kind of reminds me of that. I'll have to find it, but yeah. Okay. Uh, quick side note is failure. The band that you did that video on, on your YouTube channel. Yes. Yes, they are. Okay, cool. They're, uh, really worth checking out. If you like that kind of era music. Oh yeah. Really good stuff. And then, uh, my last favorite part is actually the very end of the song. Where uh, it's like, on this trip there are no survivors, and in this place your life don't mean shison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, specifically the final one, just because it's being, like, screamed at you. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yep, those would be my top three favorite moments. Um, Yeah. 
this song did seem pretty heavy too like like uh just the way that it was um uh just like a lot slower that's where it kind of reminded me a little bit of take your pick is like a lot slower and a lot like uh lower uh vocals right um throughout it i honestly think one of my least favorite things about this song is how much uh like they have a voice actor in there you know like i'm, I'm assuming yeah. being like the main character from hostel or something i've never seen it but uh Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's the point of the show, <laughs> right? But yeah, I, I just I don't like how much they resorted to that in this song compared to the other songs. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, there's a part where the whistling happens, and that is from the movie, I believe. There's a particular scene. Oh, okay. Where it does that, and that's where it kind of got creeping to me because I started visualizing the movie and just hearing the song, like kind of just like gave it another extra flavor uh, to it. It was kind of weird. It was almost like I was like experiencing it. So you will luckily be able to experience that too. Right. Um, I got to say also, <laughs> having not seen the movies, I feel like this might be up there, you know, with the, uh, the, what songs best capture it. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I can tell that like you can already get a gist of it, but, uh, I will, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this might be, this might dethrone a couple, uh, movies, not everything. I want to say number one, but potential, uh, but it's definitely going to be, a, I, I can see it be a high ranking one. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll check that movie out and find out. But before that, uh, I'm assuming you've seen the hostile movies then. Um, I've seen the first one. I know I've seen the second, but I don't remember it. And I don't think I've seen the third one. Okay. I've kind of lost touch a lot. A lot of that. And like saw movies were coming out like crazy at that time. A lot of body <laughs> right. gore. And I was kind of losing interest. I got oversaturated with it after a while. That's fair. Um, did you enjoy it though? Like the first hostile? I will never forget my first experience watching that movie. Okay, that's worrying like, for me. It's, <laughs> yeah, it was like I also watched it way younger than I should have uh, when the movie came out. Right. Uh, so like I was, I believe fifth grade, and my brother had a DVD copy of it, and I of course got a hold of it, and I'd heard like all the hype about it, and I just went straight to like the last half of the movie. I was like, I was like, screw. And it really is kind of like that. Don't be surprised if this movie feels slow. Like it really takes about to the later half of the movie to start actually stuff happening. Okay. Well, and, uh, I, I am excited <laughs> so, and nervous to check this out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, it was like, okay, with Hellraiser, like, man, that shocked audiences. And it's like, okay, you have another 20 years. We'll, we'll we'll take the next step, and it's like I think Hostel kind of took that next step a little bit. Oh boy, possibly. I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna check this out. My very first time ever seeing it, and when we come back, we'll discuss the movie and see which ones we like Filth. best and which ones yeah. we think it's better than. <laughs> yeah, feel free to join us. We'll we'll sit together. And we'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. Come <laughs> over. Uh, we'll make some popcorn. I'll. I'll, I'll make some pasta. Make some pasta, yeah, <laughs> popcorn and pasta. <laughs> yeah, that's my that, yeah, that's my bang bang. That, that that's the bang bang. <laughs> that's the that's my two punch combo. But all right, so yeah, we'll be right back after watching that movie.
Welcome back to the show. We just got done watching Hostel. Me for the very first time. Austin for I don't think the very first time. Nope. Good. <laughs> <laughs> not a very high number, but it's not the first time. It's okay. not that low. So, having seen this before, did you enjoy it going back to it? You know, not gonna lie, a little bit. Like, I, I wasn't, like, looking forward to jump into it. But once I was watching it, I was like, "Ah, it's got my interest. I'm hooked. Yeah, I gotta say, I was a little nervous because, I mean, like I've established on a couple of episodes, I don't like gore that much. So I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just going to be like a gore fest, basically. But I really liked it, actually. (laughs) Yeah, like, was it, like, likable in a fun way or, like, a disturbing way? Um, I'd say in, like, an interesting way. In the way that you watch, like, uh that like channel that has all the murder shows like discovery oh or yeah you're whatever. like what what <laughs> other creative way is this sick twisted mind gonna do yeah like i don't know if i'd call it a fun movie but it was definitely an interesting watch and i you know wanted to keep watching it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely for sure so yeah kind of a spoiler of my thoughts there but we'll we'll get to those yeah we'll get to that because Right now, it's the, it's the time of the show where we kind of dwindle down a deep dive right into what we call a rundown. Give it the good old rundown. We need a rundown <laughs> theme. We need a theme for the rundown. Yeah. Uh, Austin, can you bless us with a theme right now? Oh, bless it with the theme? I was thinking more of like an uppity, like, yeah, like uh, going action okay. type uh type sound i don't know what were you thinking you thinking like slow class jazz uh i i'm good with whatever man i'm fair game like it's <laughs> like it's time for the rundown like, Ooh. Like, okay and then, like then like like a bass of cello is like playing or something here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take that you saying it's time for a rundown and then i'm gonna add that right. yeah right after it yeah and that like, yeah. that's gonna go be our new theme for the rundown is it gonna be the added like what yeah you just said or is it gonna be the oh yeah like added in it. maybe i'll put them together who knows <laughs> we'll find <laughs> out <laughs> it's time for the rundown find out on next week's episode when we do (laughs) the rundown (laughs) but uh you know before we get into that i gotta say just putting pointing this out right off the bat uh this is our second eli roth movie in just this one season oh yeah yeah and it's not even that i don't know if that's chronologically in order for his movies either too uh because you figure i think so I mean, he might have done in one he might have done one in between but like cabin fever was like oh two and then this is like oh four oh five yeah look actually when i was looking into it i'm pretty sure this came like this was his second movie after cabin fever so what's so what's the next movie after this <laughs> right hostile two i don't know <laughs> hostile like i don't know <laughs> i'm not I'm, i haven't caught up on his stuff uh I know he did. Uh, talk about- he did the Green Inferno. I never saw that. Oh yeah, that's supposed to be like a um. What, what am I thinking of? That's that's supposed to be like what is the Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. like more of a cinematic version of that. All I know about it is uh, Junie from Spy Kids is in it. 
Is he really? I'm pretty certain. He's uh, in um, Rob Zombie's Halloween remake, too. He is, isn't he? Doesn't he get killed by Michael Myers? He, he gets killed and makes fun of his mom for being a stripper. And it's like, <laughs> wow, that's very spy kid of you. How very really... spy kid. <laughs> yeah. And, and the young Jenny from uh, uh, Forrest Gump is also his sister in that movie. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's you want to see a night and day difference. You, you just look at those two roles. <laughs> but we're not talking Halloween today. We're talking. Oh, no, it's hostile. not time for Halloween. It's time to go to the favorite continent in the world. What continent is it in, in Europe? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think it's like Africa or something. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's Europe. Yeah, Europe. European. When you know, when you when you know you drink too much water. European. <laughs> um, Matt, I'll go ahead and start us off with this rundown, All if right. you don't mind. Or yeah. do you feel? Or I'm curious about your notes. Or do you want to interject um, with the notes? I do like hearing your notes. You know, this might be a little spoilery. But for most of my notes, it's like, is this person in on it? Are these people in on it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh, really? Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So, because um, I mean, I gotta say, I watched this late at night on my phone in in bed because our daughter was sleeping. So I was like, I'm not gonna turn yeah. this on the TV just in case she wakes up and I traumatize her for life. <laughs> like she just remembers that one time you were watching <laughs> <Yeah>. Hostel, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just in case. So I watched it on my phone. So and she's I, like, my dad spoiled it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I had to do a lot of uh, backing out of the movie and typing down and going back in. So I don't have yeah. the most extensive notes for this one. Oh, no, you're fine. And uh, yeah, I do. And that, that was uh, your time that you were most suspicious of people possibly being in on things. What? <laughs> That was when you were most suspicious of people. Possibly, you're like, I don't suspect. I you're like, I don't, I don't trust this guy. Oh. I don't trust this. Oh person. yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was taking my notes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't mind me. Uh, but uh, so yeah, we start this movie off with uh, three guys: Paxton, Josh, and I believe the Iceland guy is called uh, Oli. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes. Bing, 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 bing. How many points do I win? <laughs> two. Oh, nice. So, so and, far, uh, Austin is at two points. Yes! <laughs> All right. Now, hopefully, I can make it to 1,000 by the end of the rundown. <laughs> and, uh, and they're in Amsterdam at a hookah lounge of some sort because they go there to smoke pie and, I believe, uh, share a hookah. They end up at a club. Where they uh, try to hook up uh, Josh with somebody, but gets made fun of of his fanny pack. Uh, while Oli is in the bathroom, uh, just you know, just doing it, just doing it with another lady. Wait, doing what? Doing the do it, doing the deed. He doing he wrote it. up a deed. Yeah, he boinked her. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought I had to make myself clear with a. Uh, that, with that euphemism, I understand. Reference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing it, I have no idea what that means. Boinking, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. know what that is. I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a big man. I'm a big, big man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And uh, and eventually they go to some brothel of some place, and I'm assuming to have sex. And they uh, they make it back to their hostel, which if uh, people don't know, it's a European like hotel, but instead of renting a room, you rent a bed. So a lot of the times, if you rent a hostel, you kind of share it with some random other person in the same room. And so arriving to their hostel, they're locked out, and a stranger named Alex invites them up in the room. Where Paxton claims they've went from Paris to Belgium to there and have they found Ollie on the way as a drifter who's been just uh, kind of just vibing with them, which honestly sounds like the best vacation, not going to lie. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be uh, touring throughout the from one historic country to the other. And we just got this rando dude. Oh, yeah. No, it it would definitely be a cool uh experience you know up until this movie happens <laughs> oh oh yeah for sure oh yeah for sure like if this was like just the first part of the movie and that was it like oh yeah for sure you know like i like like only definitely seems like the kind of guy like you'd have still added on facebook but you don't remember exactly him for a minute but then you're like oh yeah that time i was in europe <laughs> right oh yeah that guy <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i can't i can't unfriend him you know uh, <laughs> just before we get back into it I wonder if this movie had any effect on, like, the backpacking culture. You know, like, I wonder if, like, I wonder if, like, people stopped doing it as much because of this movie. Maybe. <laughs> they were like, yeah, that's a bad idea. Right. I think this, I think this movie inspired a lot of fears, honestly. Yeah, I can see that. Uh in different categories, but I'll, I'll hopefully make sure to kind of swing back around to that. Hopefully yeah. I don't yeah. get sidetracked. I know I will, but <laughs> it's if I remember. Um, yeah, so they're locked out. They go in. They meet. Did he say what the guy says? Alex, right? Just yeah, going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they tell. Um, so the group tells Alex that. Um, oh, no, he's going to point them to some women that he's uh, aware of at a hostel, like amazing women, because uh, clearly these guys are that's what they're here for. And he shows him a photo of his experience with multiples of them who claims these are all uh, love foreigners. On their desire to go there, they ride a train. And a man talks to them. He shows up and he shows a photo of his daughter to him. And he kind of hits on Josh so they kick him out. After he ate a bowl of salad without a fork. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that has... That that is like that's gonna go in our category of this show of just scenes that are just like what? <laughs> like, no, um, we'll get there, but it it made sense towards the end. At least okay, I, okay, I, I, yeah, caught, yeah. I caught something. We'll we'll get there. Well, well, what I should say is most off putting at first. Like sometimes things so like kind of like how the the like we said. Well, I guess this is also another Eli Roth movie with Cabin uh, Cabin Fever. Was just like how like the general store guy just was a racist and was like, okay, we're just gonna leave it at that, right? And then it <laughs> finds a way to come back around at the end. <laughs> so they go down there. I believe they go to a club at this point. Oh no, no, no! no they Sorry, the they show up at the first. hostel. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So they go to the hostel uh, with women just walking around, and they share a room with uh, Nat. Natala, Natila, and Swalana, Natala, Nat, Natalia. Oh yeah, we are, but I am butchering. This. I think it's Natalia. 
Okay, that's what I thought. And then <laughs> Savania, Savania. Let's just call them the yeah. the German chicks or whatever. <laughs> the ho- the hostile the hostile uh, skanks. <laughs> the ho- the hostels. <laughs> and we are now canceled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they go to the spa together. Uh, we're. Uh, best scene in the whole entire movie. Uh, Ole just shows him his smiley face ass. <laughs> like, I kind of wasn't expecting it, but he seems like the kind of guy that would. Yeah, I I wasn't too surprised by it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wasn't surprised, but I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Right. Uh, the, so they go to a club, and Josh goes outside and encounters a gang of children. That uh, the weirdo on the train shows up again and saves him by giving the kids candy. So they go dra- grab a drink together, and it gets weirder because Josh puts his hand on his leg and kind of like cuts away to him. And uh, Alex, because <laughs> it's weird because it like goes from that and it just cuts away to Alex uh, is just banging like two girls in the same room. <laughs> like, I don't remember that. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you don't remember the the part where Josh is having the dinner or whatever? No. Okay. I remember Josh like putting his hand on the creepy guy's like knee. I don't remember it cutting away to. Oh, okay. You said Alex. That's the guy that like told them to go there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't cut back to him, does it? No. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, so they wake up the next morning and noticed, uh, Oli is gone. And, uh, so they go check with the guy and they say that, uh, that morning that he checked out that morning and, uh, then they say goodbye to the girls. Uh, and then as, uh, as, because they take a taxi and then, uh, Asian girl comes, uh, I don't know, maybe Japanese. I'm assuming they were Korean or Japanese. Um. But they come running to show that Oli was with her friend. It was uh, it was a photo that was sent to her of them together, which is really creepy because it's like uh, it shows like someone else like took that photo of them together, like possibly unconsciously or something. Yeah, like they do not look right in the picture. Yeah, that's what, like that's the part that's creepy to me. It's like this doesn't look right. This looks off. And uh so Alex convinces to stay one more night. And it's like cuz he convinces Josh he's like dude, we got to do it. Uh and you know, they they left and all and it shows and like this is the part that's crazy cuz like he like tells them what's one more night and it's just like okay, you know, we're just gonna do this again. Like as as a viewer for the first time, like not going in with the trailer, it's like, okay, something's definitely off about this place. There's something like there's gonna be something that's gonna like tell me something's off. And nothing real is really like telling you exactly that it is until like it just does this part and it just cuts away to Oli's head just being fucking chopped off. And then you go, yeah. Okay, yep, there's my answer. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah. it kind of happens when you are kind of expecting it but the exact scene when it sh- second it shows it you kind of don't expect it yeah no i totally agree on that and it's weird it took like uh i want to say this is at like 45 minutes or something 
when it finally started getting to like the creepy stuff. Yeah, because you're like, oh, okay, we're just gonna jump from zero to ten. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's it's pretty crazy. Which I still think like kind of like the whole thing about the photo being taken too is a little creepy because it reminds me of like um like stories I've heard of like stuff found on people's phone like right before they went missing. Like that's kind of like the kind of energy that, that reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely <laughs> see that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 some creepy stuff. It's a creepy rabbit hole to go down. But uh yeah, so it, so like it just cuts to Oldie's head just being like halfway cut off and it zooms out in this like dark cave. Yeah, so uh Alex is going out drinking with Josh. Hold on. Um I gotta say, his name is Paxton. Oh, oh, oh I messed this up. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Paxton is, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. Paxton is the main character. Alex is the one that's back in, I believe, Amsterdam. Yeah. That yep. suggested them. Gotcha. Yep. No, you're right. It's the X's. Maybe that's what I'm just messing Probably. up. Probably. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I had to point it out for the listeners. No, you're glad. I'm 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 glad you didn't let me go the whole thing, like not even realizing it. <laughs> so well, I don't think they see his name a whole lot in the movie, do they? Who, Paxton? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought they did. I remembered it. I mean they probably do. <laughs> I think I'm bad with names when it comes to movies, to be honest. I think I could watch a whole movie and not know somebody's name in, a, uh, in it. The names are important. They're very important. I'm like, <laughs> my brain is like, face. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, so they both, both Paxton and Josh go out uh, drinking. And um, suddenly he's sitting there like not enjoying him. Uh, Paxton is. He's like not enjoying himself. And both the girls are talking German. And uh, this is like one of the most weirdest conversations. I don't know if I got understood this conversation, uh, Matt. Uh, I don't know if this felt odd to you. Uh, he's It's just like a weird form of dialogue where he goes like, where's the bathroom? And she tells him where. And uh, and he offers a drink and she says like, danke, like as in thank you in German. And he's like, bitte. Which right. is, you're welcome. And so it's like, she asks him if he speaks like German, and he just says, "Yeah," <laughs> and then he like leaves. Yeah, like, I I don't know if I got it. No, I mean it did show that he speaks German, and that comes up again later too. Okay, yes, it yes it does. Um, because like, um, and for a moment I thought like I kind of read the conversation as like yeah, and like I've been listening what you guys have been saying the whole time. Maybe. Yeah. Um, no, that definitely could have been like what what was intended with that. I didn't think about that. Right, but a part of me thought, like, he understood what they're behind, and then I'm like, well, okay, maybe they were just talking shit or something. Right. I don't know. Probably. And, uh, and, and it was, um, but somehow he ends up, like, I think he tries to find a bathroom where he, like, walks through a door. Yeah, I think and he, he walks through a door that isn't the bathroom that someone else is coming out of, and it, like, locks behind him. Yeah, and like the way it like locked him out, it reminded me so much. If you've ever been a like Netsy classified fan, it reminded me of a door that locks people out. <laughs> the one that they like, like always <laughs> trick people to go out of. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, uh, it didn't happen in every episode, but it was a reoccurring gag that there's just this room that was just like a liminal space. It was just like, it just like did not have a reason, but it just, once you walk through it, it just locked you out. Like, that's what it reminded me of. I definitely remember that. It was like, uh, it was just a weird trope. (laughs) So, uh, originally, so, before this, I believe, was when Josh got sick and, like, passed out at the hostel. Oh, yes, because he goes back to the hostel. Yeah, because he's not feeling well. Um, yeah, because he's not feeling well, and that I think one of the girls, like, offers to help him or something. Yeah, and then he's like, no, it's okay. And so, he goes there. Yeah. And uh, the concierge lady helps him back. Gotcha. The, the one yep. that Ollie hooked up with the night before. Oh, yeah, nobody was, like, gonna ask her anything. Yeah. Yeah, basically, because basically what happens is Paxton gets locked up, and then Josh falls asleep. And then, so, before it even cuts back to Paxton, yeah. Um, the next morning, uh, first we get, like, this POV shot of, like, just this eye hole, and then all of a sudden, like, we realize it's a bag and Josh is locked up, on a fucking chair, and then we see that it's the dude from the train uh, from earlier that he had a conversation with. And he basically, uh, I'm trying to remember, he drills into his leg. Yeah. With the yeah. drill. Uh, he, I'm trying to think what else happens to him. He, he drills him in the shoulder. I remember he cuts his Achilles yeah, to so let him go. Here's how I remember this happening. So... He wakes up there, and it's the creepy dude, you know, and uh, he drills his knee, and then, yeah, I think he drills him in the shoulder, and then Josh is, like, uh, saying, like, please let me go, you know, like, uh, I'll do anything, and so he unchains him, and then slices his Achilles heels, and tells him he's free to go, which is an absolute baller move, (laughs) like... Right, it's like I really trust that you're not gonna make it. Yeah, He's like, like, yeah, you're not gonna make it. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's, that's what, what if he I just ran? Him. Like I don't give a fuck and just ran. that did not go. With, I mean, I doubt it, but like he's like, man, that really backfired on me. <laughs> I mean, he had to have known that his heels got cut, you know, because he like screamed out and stuff, and then he still oh, tries yeah, to stand yeah. on him. Yeah. The smart yeah, move, and then the smart move would have been doing a handstand, and then you know doing a walking on your hands to get out the door. <laughs> yeah, and then just like give him a good kick in the knee. Yeah, there you go with <laughs> your face. with your ankle just I flopping mean, around, <laughs> flopping around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like that's why you have to train your feet to be able to be like pulls both hands, like because <laughs> then you can start doing shit. But, okay. Um, so this is kind of where the salad thing came back to me. So okay, uh, while he's eating the salad on his, the train with his fingers, they're like, "Do you want a fork for that?" And he says something along the lines of, "I like to get in touch with the things that have died for me." And then he touches Josh, and Josh touches him later, and then Josh oh, dies yeah. for him. Yeah, because he kind of does like. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, then I thought about it, too, because he's kind of, like, around Josh. Like, he's almost, like, stalking him, too. Yeah. So he was trying to get more in touch with Josh before he killed him. 
Right. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, you're just somebody. Like I'm gonna like actually like follow you and yeah. shit. Yeah, that's there's a lot of like things you can miss that are like that. You know, that are in it. That makes it like really kind of gives you like a good uh rewatch value to it to kind of like pick up on things. Uh, that's not right in your face about it. Yeah. And there um, was there was also d- a uh, a part here in the scene that sort of gave me an idea of what was happening. Cause at first I'm like, okay, this guy's the bad guy, you know, he's kidnapping people and killing them. And then uh Josh says something like uh you know, what are they paying you? I can pay you more. And he says, like, pay me. Yeah. I pay them. But we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that that was about what I was going to get to. Because that's what he says right before he slices his throat. Okay. And uh, and then you, so, and you realize, oh, is this more than just, you know, one person? Because um, I, I unfortunately saw the movie, I think at this point or after to the end and then i went back and rewatched the whole thing the first time i saw it oh okay so i kind of i kind of didn't go into as that perspective i wish i would have i definitely wish uh i went through that same way with from dust till dawn uh it was a vhs tape i caught it the last 20 minutes oh. the best thing i saw is i, I rewound it to the beginning and i realized that was a major spoiler yeah that's sad <laughs> <laughs> That's one, yeah. that's one of those movies you should go in with no spoilers if you can. Exactly. But I still honestly enjoyed it either way. Not going to lie for both of these movies. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like I said earlier, so Paxton wakes up the next morning uh, with Josh gone. Obviously, he's no longer with us. Uh, <laughs> he goes to the police. And they, like I said, they don't do anything for him. Uh, and he follows. Okay. Also. Okay. I'm so sorry. I have to put this in here. What the fuck was up with that cop's hair? Did you notice? Yeah. Was it? It's like, this is something <laughs> about like just middle-aged, like chubby European guys. Like there's a point where they just stop giving a shit about their hair. <laughs> yeah. Like he was, he was almost bald. But like with like a circle on the front of his head of hair. Normally he's got a what? hat on. He's got one of those old fashioned like hats with <laughs> right. But like why why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, man? he's usually got a like an entire huge ass hat covering his head. It's like a Captain Crunch hat. Uh but uh Okay, sorry. No, had, had to interject. No, you're fine. Hair. I definitely agree with that. That's that's the exact input I was looking for. Um, but then we get, uh, he ends up following the one girl, uh, one of the ho uh, hostels, uh, and demand, uh, follows her into a, like a pub and demands her to tell him where his friends are. And they're like, uh, he's at the show. <laughs> he's like, you should go. It's a great show. <laughs> Is that the show with Ollie? <laughs> Yeah, it's not the show. And like everybody it's it's really kind of creepy because everybody like talks about it, but they don't really like they know what it is, but it's just like what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like he does, has an idea. Yeah, it's kind of like this open secret in the area. Yeah, it's like is this really like some kind of like tourist thing I should be going to? <laughs> or something cool that like nobody's like that's like underground, but it's like yeah, yeah, it's underground. Yeah, it, it's um, mostly for hipsters, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 
And so they they ride in this car and uh, they take him to like this random building with a giant chimney. That if you haven't noticed, I'm pretty sure it's the same chimney in the background of the photo of Oli. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. Uh, yeah, and uh, a guy can comes out like comes out like all like enjoying himself, and and he kind of like talks to Paxton and he's like, "Oh man, it's like it's hard coming out of the place not being able to spend every dollar." Right. It's like, oh man, this must be a good show. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and they lure Alex and just just to this abandoned, ugly warehouse. To uh, it's like okay, to then in a dark hallway where they kind of just lure him in there, and where he sees Josh getting just dissected on by the guy, like just straight up, like what the fuck? Yeah, and it's like the kind of thing you don't want to see when you're exploring an abandoned building like that. <laughs> It's definitely up there. It's on. It's on the list. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Like, wow, my best friend getting dissected on by the creep that we met at the train, <laughs> in a country I'm not even miles, like a thousand miles away from home. Right. Uh, but yeah. So, um, so uh, they pick up. So these big, huge guys. They pick up Alex. Sorry, not Alex Paxton. Uh, they pick him up, and we like as he's being carried. Uh, we see other people giving, uh, getting tortured in other rooms. Uh, like a guy's locked up on one, and it's just like such a nightmare of like a situation. No, it's like absolutely terrifying. Yeah, and I believe like the one chick says like, um, which I think is a big line for the movie. Like no, that makes you my bitch. Yes, which is in the song. What she says. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I heard that and I was like, "Oh, so, and it's in yeah, the pa- song." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, and Paxton gets locked up. Uh, like this is like a place that I would want to be like nowhere near. Like I want to be like I like and wish this kind of like fictional place does not exist. But it more the scary part is that it more likely does. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah uh because um should i explain what it is or wait till a little bit later i mean you can like explain what it is at this point i feel okay so uh because what we basically discover is that these people are hiring someone to lure people in and basically paying to torture them yeah uh, and that concept has kind of grown on me as more terrifying to me than most of the body torture, uh, torture part of it. And I know like the series is kind of known for that later on, but like the whole, not even like close to home, like you're in a far away place. And like, uh, the fact that there's just people that are just paying money to do that kind of a thing is like, oof, that seems highly plausible. Yeah. No, it definitely could be. Yeah, especially with the character that I will eventually get to is <laughs> is uh, is is the more like realistic side. I think of I know it. which one you're talking um, about. But, but yeah, we'll get there. Yes. So he uh, so basically Paxton gets stuck, and the scrawny dude who like awkwardly doesn't like talking to him, uh, doesn't like him talking. Uh, <laughs> like he comes out, and it's like it's such in a real time sequence where we just see him leave and then you're like oh okay maybe he's like gonna let him go and then he just comes back and he's like put the fucking ball gag on yeah so <laughs> so like okay yeah keep going but we'll, we'll 
I I'll interject in a minute. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So like, so he's got the ball gag on him, and then this guy pulls out a chainsaw because he just doesn't like that Paxton talking to him. And then so Paxton just starts freaking out when he throws up. And then all of a sudden, this is twice in this movie that we've seen people, I'm assuming, so scared they just throw up. <laughs> yeah, because Josh, um, Josh did the same, didn't he? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, geez. Like, I forgot about the puke in this scene. Like, when I rewatched it for this, I was like, I forgot. <laughs> like, I forgot there was so much puke that I, I remember. Uh, which is Which is, I imagine... I can see that being a thing, like just being so terrified, like you're just reflexes just give out. Right. Um, but, uh, but, but messing around with the chainsaw leads to Alex's fingers getting cutting off and, uh, actually setting him free. And I believe the chainsaw slips and it ends up cutting him in the leg. Yeah. Cause the guy, sl- is that how that well, sequence works? I, I don't know. I, I thought it cut him like in half almost. Because uh, the guy, like, slips in the puke and falls back, and the chainsaw goes up and, like, lands. I thought it was on his stomach. Oh, I thought it was on his leg. It probably was on his stomach. I might have mislooked at that. I could also be wrong. Who knows? (laughs) I think, um, I thought maybe he shot him, but that might be towards the guard that comes in later, too. Because I thought maybe he got injured, and then he shoots him with the gun. But, um, so... But Paxton steals his gun, um, who then shoots a guard and then escapes by um, putting a pig mask on, which, um, and then, and then he eventually goes to a room that has like a uh, a cart full of bodies, and he kind of like plays dead because he's got like some fingers missing, which he keeps his fingers together, which <laughs> I really like. I'd be the same way, like no matter how much pain I'm in, I'm like I'm not leaving my fingers right. behind. You can't just leave your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it reminds me of like uh, you know I'm I'm known to reference The Simpsons a lot, but there really is an episode where Homer gets his thumb cut off. And he like keeps it in like a pickle jar to save it to the hospital. It's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. So like that's really what it reminds me of. Um, but yeah, which I thought was kind of weird because he's in this suit, and then he goes and plays as a body. And I don't know why he didn't just keep the suit on the whole time. Like I think he really could have. Yeah, I think he could have like went by right, like pretended he was one of the killers. Yeah, he's just like, I got the room over there. Like, they're not going to know him by voice. Right. I don't even think they'll know him by face, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, he ends up being put in this cart, was then pushed by, I believe is the same actor, and I think a house of a thousand corpses. I think it's a familiar face that pushes his, uh, cart full of bodies. But he basically turns him, pushes him to a furnace and starts throwing bodies which um which i'm assuming is the what leads to the chimney that oh. we've been seeing this whole movie yeah um which is kind of another layer of like that's pretty dark like this whole time it was right in front of our face and we didn't even see it yeah um, shit which is probably why i'm assuming they chose that location for for this uh for this organization. They're like, yeah, we got a big furnace. We can just burn whoever's gonna be uh getting killed and that makes a lot uh, of sense. 
Yeah, doesn't it? It's almost like this movie like subtly tells you a story without straight up telling you the story. Um, yeah, it's got it's got the show don't tell going on. Right, yeah. It's like, hey, these people chose this place because they figured fuck it, they kill people and burn the body and make money off that. And then uh so he ends up killing that guy, he ends up shooting him, and uh he slips into a locker room office. It's like a little bit of an office. And then we get this most disturbing conversation with the guy who is like both hilarious but is also like un unnerving at the same time. If, do it, you know do you know who Rob Riggle is? I don't. He's uh have you seen Step Brothers? Yes. He's the Kapow oh, guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. He reminded me so much of him. Yeah, he yeah. really did. Like, that's all I could think of. <laughs> it's the same energy, same smile, and because he looked familiar, but I didn't see anything I recognized uh, with him in it. Yeah, me either. But I, I think that's what it was, is he reminded me of Rob Riggle. Yeah, I loved him in 21 Jump Street, too. Oh, like, yeah. There, honestly, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, but yeah, specifically Step Brothers. Uh, it's definitely an iconic scene. I love it when they're laughing, and he's like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> it just cuts them off. So, if you know who we're talking about, that's who this guy he's talking about r- reminds yes, us of. Yes, it's basically, imagine him as what I'm about to describe. But, um, he's all amped up, and, uh, he's, like, getting ready, like, he's about to kill somebody, and then, because we find out that, you know, he more likely paid for someone. And because uh, we find out that American victims are high in value, while uh, more of the locals are a lot cheaper. And uh, he says he's got a chick lined up and says that he's been all over the uh, world. Uh, and he's like paid a lot of money for her. Uh, and he also tells us that he's been all over the world. Uh, so we kind of assume that he's like a wealthy guy, clearly, who like wants more of a thrill in life. Uh, right. Which is kind. That's the part that's kind of scary to me because I know there's a lot of people that are so rich, they need something like more exciting in their lives, and yeah. uh, it it just seems like this is a dark path to go to, almost like a Patrick Bateman, like we've talked about. I definitely where, could could see like someone like Patrick Bateman doing this, <laughs> like oh for sure, like oh I have so much money, yeah. We'll just have dinner and fly over to Europe, and we're just going to torture a couple people. And right. he's ends up like they're like that's our highest paying customer. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so this guy basically asks Pax- Paxton if he should get it down quick or like get it like he gets really into detail about how he's going to do it, and it just opens up this whole world of like the mentality of the people that are spending their money there. Um. So uh, Paxton leaves, and um, he ends up leaving with the suit, and he ends up finding the card that ends up being the same tattoo as what the guy had on the train. That I do remember. I did oh. forget to mention that. Um, it's like the uh, the dog, the bloodhound dog. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it's called Elite Hunting Club or something like that. Yep, yep. And um, so. They he ends up escaping, uh, only to hear uh, he gets to like a set of cars and then only to hear a woman scream, which I believe does a callback to the story that he tells Josh earlier in the movie. Yes, uh, 
there's like a weird scene of him mentioning to uh, Josh about some story where he, uh, a woman's kid was left drowning when he was at the beach. And yeah. so I think this is what it's referring to because he hears like a woman screaming. So he like goes back to like help her uh, or like to follow the screams. And it's like, okay, you're just giving us a reason as the audience to be like, no, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, like we see what you're doing, Eli Roth. Um, but and the crazy part, so you you get like a little bit of a three part twist in this uh in this reveal. Um, you get a twist that okay, we see the guy that we're just talking to. He find he follows the scream and and it goes into a room where it's the guy he was just talking to. Um, uh, the second part, it being the girl that uh is the other girl that was talking to them that was looking for her friend and the third part is holy shit half of her face is freaking burnt yeah this was okay like i said not big on gore this was the only part i looked away from really yeah because uh yeah he's just blow torching her face and you can see the eye just hanging there. Right, yeah. right. You can like you can see a part of the flesh basically, and then it's like uh, there's there's a lot more that should be there that's kind of just looks like the inside of a pizza roll at this point. <laughs> and that wasn't the way the part I looked away at. It was the part right after he saves her. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So so basically, Paxton like kind of like shoots the guy. Obviously, it's like, yeah, we got to kill you. And it's kind of like messed up because he's just like still sees him as a friend at the moment he first walks in. He's just yeah, like, he's hey, like, hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> he's like, hey, buddy, this is my room. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so, <laughs> so he shoots him, obviously, as a sane person would. And then uh, <laughs> she's just freaking out. He's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and she just doesn't really say anything and her eyeball is just freaking dangling there and uh this is this is the part i would have definitely wanted to have seen in theaters when it first came out just to hear the audience reaction (laughs) but uh but basically he's like he just sees her eyeball dangling and is like i should probably just cut it off you don't need it (laughs) uh no more asian eye jokes anymore (laughs) like this is your eye joke now um yeah it's just so gross because did you see it or did you not see it okay so here's what happened the eyeballs dangling there he grabs scissors or whatever and starts like going at it i'm like oh he's gonna cut off her eye so i look away and then i look back right as after he cut off the eye but pus is just pouring out of her eye hole oh yeah like, i'm like oh okay the, <laughs> yeah to me that's that does more damage than seeing the actual snip part yeah than, no like, that's definitely the, the part i didn't want to see <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because that was like uh and it's like i don't know if uh medically that made sense but it's like if i did see that it's still a nightmare oh yeah. it's like that's it's that's the same thing with this movie is it does if this kind of thing exists uh i hope it doesn't but i don't know if it makes sense but i really it's still a nightmare if it did and uh so they escape uh they both run out um i remember he saves her 
They, uh, they, I think at this point they're getting chased because they end up hopping in the car and escaping. Yeah. Um, I think if they would have just played it cool, they would have just left. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Like just slowly drive away. Be like, bye guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause like nobody really seems to know anything like anybody coming in or out. Cause the guy mistakenly obviously mistaked him as like a customer when he was a victim, when he came in. So I, I, I think yeah, no, they, they probably could have just played it cool and gotten out. Yeah, I think if they just would have not been suspicious, like uh, like a lot of our psycho characters, <laughs> they would have just just could have been fine. Nobody in these movies knows how to play it cool. They're like, oh, those are foreigners. You're like, oh shit, they got me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but at this point they're being chased and they go down an alleyway. That ends up being uh, a bunch of kids, but luckily one of the one of the hoes, the hostels, left a big old bag of candy in the car. So it was like it was just full circle. Which Matt, I, I before I get to the rest of this, how did you feel about the kids up until this point? Were you like this is just like the most ridiculous out of nowhere thing in this movie? I will tell you exactly how I felt about this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. So, throughout the movie, you know, the kid gang shows up, and I'm like, oh, that's funny, you know, just a gang of little kids who are, like, murderous and, yeah. like, criminals. And then, uh, yeah, so... Did you kind of forget happened, about him you know, at this point? Uh, a little bit, but... So, they basically pull a Return of the Jedi here. <laughs> yeah, as Ewoks... <laughs> Yeah, in- instead of Ewoks fighting stormtroopers with sticks and rocks, it's little criminal children fighting murderers who have guns with sticks and rocks, and they kill the shit out of them. Yeah, it's like it's like it, the the weird part is is that Star Wars was the one that uh, that sugar coated it. This was the movie that was like, yeah, they literally bashed the motherfucker's brain in. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like holy shit. I was like, that was just as bad as the torture scenes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that was my thought. They basically went Return of the Jedi with it. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty amazing. Like that was. uh, I I wish I could watch that scene for the first time again. (laughs) It was just like, okay, how threatening are these kids really? And then it's like, oh, they can literally kill these guys. Like, why didn't they just do this? Yeah. Why didn't they just start the movie like this? Like, they should have just brought the kids. Like when Paxton got like. When he's like hunted the girl down to the bar, he should have brought the gang of kids with him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it should have been like, all right, you kids are coming with me. And they're like they they totally would have just oversacked that place and been the town heroes that that town didn't know they needed. But no. Ooh, you know what I just thought of too? <laughs> the on, the only reason Paxton knew to get those kids to help is because of the creepy guy from the beginning. Because they try to mug Josh, he gives them, like, candy, and they go away, and then they try to mug Josh and Paxton, pa- Josh gives them, like, candy or oh, a dollar, yeah. and they go away. So now Paxton knows he can just bribe them with candy, and that's the only reason he can get away. That is pretty crazy, because I forgot that he does show, I mean, he does show Josh that, but I forget that Josh shows Paxton that. Yeah. Because that's when he tells huh. him the story about that. It's really funny how this movie, it's it's really got a smart script to it, where it's like, there's dude, no- I have that written down here. <laughs> this this 
probably has the best script out of most of these movies we've watched. It's, it's like, like nothing in the movie is not useless. It's randomly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, even even the smiley face ass that Ali had, Oli has in the uh, spa is not useless. It comes back by the end of it. <laughs> and I'll get yeah. to it. Like, everything in this movie has a purpose, and it all comes back. Yeah, trust me. I'll... I'll, I'll I'm going to make sense about that whole smiley ass in a minute. Trust me. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so so the guys get pretty messed up from the kids. Um, and uh, during that drive in the alleyway, I don't remember if this was before or after the kids messed those guys up. But coincidentally, they somehow run into Alex and the two girls, the two hoes. Um, and like any other person would do, uh, he kind of GTAs it and just floors it right at him, killing, yep. killing all three of them as justice is served. So I have her in down here. Um, yep. There's that fucking Alex guy. <laughs> I hope Paxson runs them over. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was like shortly after it lived up to it. He did it. <laughs> It is pretty crazy because I don't think do they ever straight up say this was Alex or they were pretty much realized this guy had some involvement in luring us here. Um. Well, I mean, it was him, like definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. I just couldn't remember the movie straight up said it or not. No, no, it's another one of the things where they show don't tell. Yeah. So I guess if you yeah, it is kind of like sneaky how a movie can do that where you you like. Like, you know what happened, but then you realize they weren't too, uh, too straight up about it. Yeah. Um, so, so he runs them over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He just like flattens them out. Okay. So this does happen right before the, uh, the kids. Okay. So that happens first and then the kids. Um, but eventually they make it to a uh, train station. Oh, uh, and unfortunately, the girls finally uh, sees herself. Oh, but this also, what also happens is that there's a road, there's like a road stop and they just get out of the car. But like, I didn't really feel like that was probably necessary. I, that I don't think uh, really mattered. Yeah, yeah that didn't really. I yeah. mean, other than to show that the cops were in on it. Maybe. I was kind of wondering that too. I was wondering that myself. Maybe because it being like a more of a really small area maybe like the cops are just also getting some some kind of a deal some kind of a money out of it as as long as they keep hush hush well, so when they're at the train station the cops are looking for them along with the guys from the building right and it's like how do they how do they know they're looking for them uh yeah that is pretty interesting oh yeah you're right because they leave there to go to the train station, and then, like you said, they're trying to sneak their way onto a train. But in the meantime, the girl unfortunately sees herself and is like, you know what, this whole life thing, it ain't really worth it. Not with this. <laughs> and she kind of just jumps in front of a train. But luckily, doing that keeps everybody sidetracked and distracted. Well, uh, Paxton decides to hop on the train. And uh, while he does that, he's taking a peaceful ride. 
Till all of a sudden he hears somebody talking about something that sounds awfully familiar on his way there. And sure enough, we, uh, wait, I don't think he sees him at this point and who's talking. Maybe he does. No, I think he just hears him. I think, yes, I I believe he just hears him. And then all of a sudden we see him take a stop at a, at a, uh, at a different station. He follows the guy to the bathroom. And we see that it's the guy that, uh, the weirdo guy that, uh, killed Josh. So, what happens is that the, uh, the hunting club card gets thrown. He gets his fingers chopped off, which is almost like a revenge for, uh, Paxton. And then eventually he gets his throat sliced, which is like a revenge for Josh. And yep. at this point, everybody's cheering. And this is where I say that the ass with the smiley face comes into play. Because this is the part where you're happy and you're cheering and it takes place on the toilet. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how that goes back around. It all, it all comes full circle. <laughs> it goes full circle. Big old round ass. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh and then so just backs and just heads on out and then the movie ends. And then yeah. there you go. And then we don't ever find out if he makes it back home, to be fair. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I gotta say, I didn't see Paxton making out of the movie alive. Like there were a couple times where I wrote down, like, I don't think Paxton's gonna live. But sure enough, he made it all the way through. Yeah, cause cause when you hear like when you get to the part where you're hearing him talk on the on the train, it's like, oh, he's got him. It's going to be that kind of an ending. It's like, oh nope, you're not leaving, right? Yeah. So, so what were you, what were your thoughts on the movie? Um, it's definitely a movie that I at the time that I watched it, I was definitely really grossed out. Um, even with my share of like horror movies at the time that I've seen it uh, at that young of an age, but um, over time I'm like, okay, it's not as bad as I remember it being. But to me, it's more like I've said, it's less of the body horror that made it creepy to me, and more of the idea of the whole thing that made it creepy. Yeah. See, um, I remember like when this movie came out and stuff. I remember everyone freaking out about it, saying it was so gory and stuff. And so going into it, I thought it was going to just be blood and guts, you know, but it's not that bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's more of like disturbing. It's more of like the torture part of it. Like, oh man, that really hurt less than it being blood and guts everywhere. And it's more of like the built up of it than it is like getting right to it. It's more of like when you don't expect it to happen. And it's a movie yeah. that it's like, even without a trailer, it's like, oh, we already know where the story's going to go. These people are somewhere far away. And then they, and they're lucky enough, there's a killer. And then that's, you know, it's like, of course, we've seen that story a thousand times. But it really puts it in the mindset of like, man, I really don't want to go to a European country. That's the kind of thing, because it's more of like, that's the kind of thing I would encounter. <laughs> right. This is, these are, I would go to a club. I would go to a hostel. Uh, I would just get told I should go to this country, and then turns out, it, you know, my case, it'd be Tortureville, USA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say, I, I definitely like this movie more than I thought I would. The uh, Like we mentioned, the script was super tight. 
which you don't really see a yeah. lot in a lot of horror movies. That that was something that I overlooked back then, and then when I rewatched it, I was like noticing all the little things that were like that that kind of made its way back around. Yeah, which I I think we got to most of them. Besides, uh, there was the one thing with the uh, when Paxton was held up in the room, the speaking German came back because he was speaking English at first. And the guy didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then he starts speaking German, and that's when the guy gets the ball gag, which makes him puke, which then saves his life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than that, though, I think we covered then again, all the other things I If mentioned. he had the ball gag on or not, he, I think he still would have thrown up, wouldn't he? Fair enough. He probably could have. <laughs> <laughs> he would just have it more on him and not on the floor for him to slip on. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just so many things came back into play, and I don't know, I feel like that's sort of the making of a good script there. Yeah, like, when when you see, when you're not writing it from this to this to this, you see it from, like, the ending, and then kind of work your way back, and then kind of see the whole story as a whole, rather than part by part. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, how, about, how about you, Matt? Did you uh, enjoy this at all? Yeah, no, I definitely did. Um, I don't, I don't think it was my favorite movie of the bunch. We'll, we'll get there, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I said, I wasn't really like excited to go watch this because I was like, I knew exactly what it entitled. But then when I started noticing like how well the script was and how like actually disturbing the movie was, I was like, this is a good horror movie. Yeah. No, it honestly, it's just a good movie in general, I thought. Well-made. It's a well-made movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've got some trivia here, if you want to get into it. Yes, because I discovered a trivia of my own without even looking it up. Ooh. Or, like, dis- or finding something about it. Okay. Well, here, hit me with that trivia. <laughs> okay. Um... I did what I said I should do now that I heard your recommendation and I watched the credits. Oh, yeah. Does any of your trivias mention anything about any surprise cameos in the movie? Uh, Yes. And I think I might know which one you're talking about, but you can go for it. Okay, okay. So uh, I looked I looked at the credits and I see that there's a guy named Mike uh, Takashi uh, but uh was credited as Takashi Mike. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Um, And I find out that the character was the guy that spends a lot of money there. Oh, okay. Um, And then, so I'm like, who is this guy? And I look up and he's actually the director of a bunch of Japanese horror movies, most famously Audition, oh. which is known for being a torture horror movie. So I'm like, dude, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Huh. I okay, so that wasn't it. No, that wasn't it. Yeah, that wasn't anything I saw online. That was me just looking at credits. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like that. That's definitely something I could see Eli Roth uh, doing. As like, hey, you gotta be in my movie. Like, you're gonna love it here at the torture place. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess I can start with that because. So for my trivia. Uh, at around nine minutes into the movie, there's a part, the part where, uh, they're locked out of the hostel. There's people in windows Mm -hmm. yelling at them. 
And the guy who appears shirtless screaming German at them is Quentin Tarantino. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I might. I think I. I don't think I remember him as Quentin Tarantino, but I think there was just something random that I wanted to jot down for that scene, and then that might have had a relation to it. <laughs> but yep, so that that was my cameo. That's the one I thought you were going to mention was Quentin Tarantino. No, but that's see, see, we both surprised ourselves, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, so I can move on to my other trivia here. I've actually got quite a little bit for this movie. Um. So the bubblegum gang, as they referred to, you know, the gang of the murderous children, uh, they were not actors. They were a bunch of real street kids that Eli Roth found while they were filming and hired. And then did he come up with the idea on the spot? Uh, I don't know. That's Hmm. a good question. (laughs) But yeah, so apparently (laughs) they were just real kids off the street. So (laughs) the part when Paxton is in his room, you know, being tortured, there's a guard outside of the room and he's watching porn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the porn that he is watching is it's a real porno. It's called sex fever. And it is an X rated parody of cabin fever. Eli <laughs> Roth's amazing. first film. Yeah. I was almost thinking about jotting that down. And then I was like, no, that's not a necessary part element. And then it was like, well, it turned out to be right. <laughs> As soon as you said sex fever, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. that That's a very Eli Roth thing to do, I feel, is put a parody porno of your own movie in your next movie. I would do it. <laughs> right. Some, someday, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the main room that the trio stay in is room 237, which do you know what that's a reference to? Uh, no, I have no idea. For, like, numbers, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that's a reference (laughs) to The Shining. Yeah. I, I, you know, I might have noticed that, too. Because that's a number that sticks out to me now just because of that movie. Right. (laughs) Yeah. um, So apparently over 150 gallons of blood were used in making this film, which is three times the amount used in Cabin Fever. Did they say what most, what the scene mostly was that took up most of that uh no no not that i've got here i can't i don't remember remember there being a lot of blood yeah i i would say maybe the chainsaw scene took a lot of blood maybe the furnace the furnace scene just because of like the room probably and then maybe that shot of when that guy was spraying the chair down with blood oh yeah but like that's really about it a lot of it was mostly like kind of makeup blood, right? Or when the guy got his in the bathtub or in the bathroom that he got. But still, yeah. Okay, so um, so we talked about this kind of earlier about you thinking maybe like this is a real thing that could happen. Uh oh, and it is. Um, <laughs> so they're called murder vacations. And Eli Roth apparently stumbled upon them, like, on the internet one day. You know, uh, he apparently found a video of someone being tortured and killed, and he showed it to Quentin Tarantino. And uh, he he was talking to him about how he wants to, like, uh, make a documentary about it as his next movie. But, however, as he was doing research, he found it almost impossible to get into contact with the people involved. 
Otherwise, he'd be putting himself in a lot of danger, you know? Right. So Tarantino actually convinced him to write it himself, you know, like make it a fiction story instead. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's part of why uh, Tarantino is an executive producer of the movie. Damn. Yeah. Um, you know what's one thing that reminded me of that a little bit? I heard there were some people. Um, Matt, have you heard of the the McCamey, the McCamey Manor, uh, haunted house in Tennessee? I don't um, know. Maybe it's the haunted house that will pay you twenty thousand dollars if you make it through it. Oh yeah, I know. I have heard of that. Yeah have you have you done a deep dive into that at all? No. <laughs> um. To make a long thing short, uh, a lot of people were speculating that it was more of like an underground torture thing and less of a haunted house because you have to sign so many waivers and for stuff that's like, I heard somebody mention that they had to sign off on two things that they had to agree not to do. And one of them was teeth pulling and then tattoos. Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, I think they, they're really mismarketing that haunted house. And somebody had mentioned that, like, there was some kind of, like, web chat thing that was going on or, like, this meeting thing and somewhere in Vegas where people would watch this live and they would take bets on how long the people will last. So that's the part of me that thinks, like, what I think of when I uh, <laughs> when I see this movie and, all, uh, and uh, re- apply it to reality. Because it's like, right. yeah, it could very well, could very well be a thing. I mean, the guy that does that haunted house too has cameras everywhere just to watch people do that and record it. And so there's got to be some kind of psychological thing with that in relation to this movie. Yeah, no, it definitely could be. Could could have even been inspired by this movie. Yeah, right. They were like, "Hey, I should do that and just publicize <laughs> <Right>. it." <laughs> they're like, they're like a bunch of rich dudes, and they're like, "Yeah, apparently, uh, they said it's like this movie, uh, Hostel, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a couple more things here. Um, so Roth directed the film with the idea that it would get an NC seventeen rating, and uh, that he'd have to like pick and choose edits to you know to get it down to an R. However, yeah. when he sent when he sent the movie in, the MPAA uh, immediately gave the movie an R without demanding any cuts. So he only had to make a few like minor like uh, edits, nothing like on the big scenes, and got to leave everything else intact. It was probably honestly, aside from the gore, uh, probably a majority of it was the the nudity. I forgot how much nudity is in this movie. Yeah, there was quite a little bit. Because that's usually the uh, thing that they're the main focus on. Maybe. Right. I don't know. I guess I guess a lot of gore stuff, but it eh, probably. I can see it both ways. <laughs> right. So, uh, speaking of that, I guess, uh, the character Natalia, I don't know if you noticed this, but she's shown to get, like, uglier and uglier throughout the film. And uh, that was done on purpose to match her personality, becoming more, you know, out, on the right. surface. You start to see it more, and then it's like, oh, it's not. You're not really all that pretty, <laughs> <laughs> right? Which I mean, I assume they like were just like putting makeup on her to give her like blemishes and stuff throughout the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, then probably the also other thing too to see it from that perspective is like it, it starts off as man, this is really hot chick, and then you start to get her know her more and know her more, and then you see her more, and you're like, you're really not that pretty. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about you, Austin. 
Oh, oh, well, damn. <laughs> Thought at first I was like, damn. And now I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, damn. <laughs> so, um, uh, so when Paxton is in the slaughterhouse with the German, you know, it doesn't show the speech that he's giving in German, but I have it here. Uh, he apparently is saying, if you kill me, it'll destroy your life. Every time you close your eyes, you'll see me. I'll be in your nightmares every night, your whole life. I'll ruin it. And that's when he gave him, like, the ball gag and stuff. Oh, yeah. The giving him unconscious. Yeah. And so, uh, my last little bit of trivia here is, so, Josh, you know, the first guy, that, or not, not the first guy, the second guy that gets killed, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think he was that convincing of an actor, you know, up until his torture scene. And then I was oh, like, yeah. Damn, he... and then you're like, now nah, this is why he's in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like he sounded genuinely like terrified and like in pain. And yeah, uh, cause. Oh, I was sorry, go say, ahead. Cause, cause mostly early in the movie, it's just him. Just like, who would be writer? <laughs> like, right. Like. <laughs> He was like Disney Channel level of acting, I thought. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he had to play the teenager in, like, the Disney Channel family, yeah, I could definitely see it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, part of the reason he did so good during his torture scene, though, is the scene where he gets his Achilles tendon sliced. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparent, apparently, he accidentally pulled up the chair and brought it down on his foot and almost split his toe in half. Oh shit. So so that screaming when he gets his Achilles cut is real. Real it's, pain. It's real screaming. pain. It's a real pain yeah. scream. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, it is that, that that's pretty much the end of my trivia though. <laughs> well that, that that helps because like I like I like that though because that's like uh I mean I I don't like it but um <laughs> I like how unique that is because most of the time he had the opportunity for where that worked in his favor, but other movies that has happened and people have to play it cool. <laughs> like, right. Like, like I know, I know there's like a scene in one of the Lord of the Rings where, uh, uh, I believe, uh, Aragon like kicks the bucket or something and he ends up like breaking his oh, toe. Oh yeah. The actor yeah. ended up breaking his toe. Yeah. All right, uh, well, that do- that does it for the end of my trivia. If you want to move on to our thoughts on the song and movie. Um, I had a I had another comment or two about the movie though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what you got? Um did you, did you enjoy the desk clerk uh that was trying <laughs> to help Paxton look when he was looking for Josh? Uh, he seemed a little awkward and stuff. He reminded me it was like such a Dwight Shrew. Like <laughs> Yeah. No, I can definitely see that. Um that and the the one thing is uh the other thing. So my understanding is that so somebody already had already paid for Paxton and somebody had already paid uh well the one guy had already paid for Josh. So these people have already had accounts lined up kind of. Why didn't right. they all get taken at the same night instead of just like yeah. this night, this night, and then the next night? Well, I will say, I think they were trying to get Josh and Paxson on the same night, but Paxson locked himself in that room, and I don't think they knew he was in there. Oh, okay. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was, 
don't know. Kind of. I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. That does make a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at first, I th- I thought they locked him in the room, and then he woke up there the next morning, and I was like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> like. <laughs> They're like, oh, they got him too, and they're like, oh no, he's he's still sleeping, little fella, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that just about do it on the trivia. Oh yeah. So, have you had a chance to listen to the song a couple times or anything? Um, I did not a whole lot though. I haven't gone back to it as much as I have with the other ones. Fair enough. We've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I do like it though. Um, it's definitely on that. I hate to say that because it's more on the German side that it reminds me of like a Rammstein type song, but it really does. Um, just the uh, because Rammstein has done um, songs where they've added like electronical type stuff, and this the way that the kind of the guitar is in the song kind of reminds me of that—the really high pitched sound. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I definitely it's not one that I go, I go back to a whole lot though. Like I said, yeah, that's pretty much how I felt about it. Like it, it's it's an it's an okay track, you know. It's I don't dislike it, but it's probably one of my least listened to on the album. Yeah. Um. So should I go ahead and with the uh, with the list? Yeah, yeah. If you got a spot for it. Yeah. So uh, I know I've mentioned things have changed because depending on how many times I re-listen to, but I don't think thing much has changed since the last time. Um. I still have funeral derangements at number one. Rash Decisions at number two, uh, The Box at number three, Shower Scene at four, Rainy Day, Take Your Pick, Hip to Be Scared, Fly, uh, and then right under Fly I would have Worst Vacation, and then uh, Welcome to Horrorwood, and then Assault and Batteries. So, like, it's down there, but not all the way down there. Okay. I, I can I can see that. And even even for uh, a song, batteries as low as it is, I actually still genuinely like that song. Oh yeah, well that's good. <laughs> well, all right, uh, I can go through my my movie list here because I found a spot for it. All right, cool, cool, cool. Let's just see how it all compares right. to the other Eli Roth movie. Uh, so it's funny actually. So. My top five was originally Child's Play, Resident Evil, American Psycho, The Fly, and Cabin Fever. And Hostel knocked Cabin Fever out of its fifth spot. <laughs> oh, so now, so it's, yeah. <laughs> so now it's uh, Child's Play, Resident Evil, American Psycho, The Fly, Hostel, Cabin Fever, Hellraiser, Pet Cemetery, My Bloody Valentine, and Psycho. Hmm. That is honestly. Uh... As for my taste, it's pretty agreeable. I would definitely, uh, as if if I didn't rewatch Hostel, it would be different. But then now that we've rewatched it, it, it'd be pretty similar. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I was intrigued. You know. Yeah, I thought it was very well made. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt from the podcast you're currently listening to. Um. 
So this episode is going to have a bit of a more anticlimactic ending than they usually do. So a few things happened here. Um, in the midst of us talking towards the end here, uh, Austin's mic unknowingly cut out. And so once he realized that, we stopped recording and went back and, you know, re-talked about the things we were talking about. And so Austin re-recorded, and apparently I either did not record or did not save my recording. So I figure instead of you hearing Austin talk to himself like a lunatic, uh, I'll just sort of give a rundown of the ending here. Um... So we decided to put Worst Vacation in second place of our list of which songs captured the movies the best. Uh, the main reasoning was for, you know, the lyricism, you know, just capturing the movie and also, you know, the feel of the song, having that like the German inspired roots and, uh, you know, using like not clips from the movies, but, you know, reimaginings like Hip to be Scared did. But we thought Hip to be Scared just did a little bit better. Uh, so that's why it was at number two. And then we had Austin choose what he thought the next movie was going to be, you know, the next movie that the song is going to be based on. Uh, and he chose Amityville Horror. So I guess tune in next week when we find out if he is right or not. And I am very sorry this is how this episode is ending, but I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you tune in next episode. Uh, this has been Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. And this ending is terrible. Thank you. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. This podcast has been brought to you by Very Fair Productions. Uh, That's very fair.